0: Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Maher. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry.
1: Hi everyone, on this episode of the podcast I speak to New South Wales participant Tyler Jinn, who will lead out Zippy Maserati in tonight's Group 1 Ladbrokes Paws of Thunder final. We have a chat about his chances, also how Zipping Garth's going at stud, and his involvement with the Hallinan family, and what helpful advice they've given to him since he started working for them. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's start off with the man they call Maserati. I think it's pretty obvious now from um, you know, the plethora of videos that's out there, you're pretty um pretty passionate about this boy and I'd say you were very proud of his effort on Saturday night making his way into a Group 1 final. How did you feel? Uh how did you feel after the win?
0: Yeah, we've only we haven't had him for that long obviously cuz Jay's had him before but like just to get a, into a group race with him Back where he comes from It's Yeah It's pretty hard To put into words Like it means a lot out there I've seen the boys Excited for a bit But (laughs) Yeah Camo and Damo And Marty They're They're on their toes
1: Now, he hasn't really had much luck with box draws over the years, and, you know, he came out from the six last week, and, you know, it wasn't ideal. I think he was sort of, uh, to me personally, I thought he was a bit underrated pre-race. There wasn't a lot said about him, but he did what he had to do. He just pinged and got to the front, and, I mean, you must have just been wrapped when he got to the front of that first turn.
0: Yeah, when he sat outside of Reflections there, I was pretty confident, but you can never count your chickens before they hatch, as yeah. they say, and... Um... Yeah, he's got to hope they go over the line first. But we were pretty confident where he where he got to in the run. And, yeah, if he comes out like that again, I think he'll be, he'll be well in the race.
1: Yep. Did the uh, time surprise you at all? No. Nah.
0: No, nah, just the run home. Like, we know he's got his sections there. Yep. But that was his third run home ever since um, – oh, sorry. That was his first 500 since Melbourne Cup. So, like, he's only going to improve.
1: Yep. Yep. How did you find he, uh, like, obviously, you know, the trip down to Melbourne, you know, you would have liked, obviously, for him to have made the final and, and whatnot, but, you know, what do you think about the experience and what it did for him? Did it help him sort of mature a little bit, just going somewhere different?
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, you, it's nine hours there. Like, it's it's a big trip, and he took it all in his stride. Like, he's he's a very mature race dog.
1: Yep. Good traveller?
0: Yeah, very good traveller. He does have to wear a hide suit. Like, I put the hide suit on him, like, like, the last stop that we do. Yep. Just to settle him down a bit. But I think he travels better when he's got a buddy with him. Like, yep. we took Lennox down last week and he come out and run them time. So, I don't know. Maybe he goes better with a buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice. No, like luck in the horses where they have a pony, he needs a travelling companion. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Now, you come up with uh, with box two in the final. How pleased were you that you, you know, again, like I said, he hasn't had much luck with box draws, but to get box two, you must just be wrapped with that.
0: Yeah, well, I, I had the pick of either the two or the seven. I thought for sure I was going to get the seven.
1: <laughs> I thought you were too.
0: <laughs> yeah, nah, no, no, my luck I always get the outside. But, <laughs> no, nah, still, you got to deal with Pete Lagosiani in the one. And I reckon yep. if we can get in front of him, we're, we're a good chance. But if we don't let him, we're... Um, yeah, no chance.
1: Yep. how do you um, how do you sort of see the race playing out? Like, obviously, you know, you'll have Pearl, you know, putting pressure on from the outside. But how do you sort of see it playing out?
0: I don't know. Like, there's a lot of speed, and I think whoever leads at that first corner could very well nearly, nearly win it. Um, if Emron Dan, uh, sorry, Emron Boy gets run through, then yeah, he's a very big show. But yeah, I reckon whoever leads at that first corner, apart from Emron Boy. Could very well win it.
1: Yep. He, obviously, you know it, it's no um it's no secret. You just want your boy up there, sort of um vying for the lead, um you know, or you know, sort of following one of them through anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, he's a speed doggy. I think he has to lead on the weekend to win.
1: Yep. Yep. What um what do you think he could potentially run? You know, with a good track and if he got on the arm on his own without any interference, what do you think he could get down to? Uh, twenty nine four. Yep.
0: He, he could go the twenty nine four. Yep. But being his fourth five hundred into the prep, we're not quite sure if he can get there at the moment. Yeah. But now like, he should be a pretty rock hard fit. He he'll be all right.
1: Yep, yep. And how um like are you how are you going into this week? Are you a bit nervous, excited, bit of both? How are you feeling?
0: No, me and Kemma have been on the beers all week, so that just settled <laughs> down the nerves.
1: I'm not surprised by that answer whatsoever. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean that um that run at Gosford the other week when he won the um the consolation final. Um, you know, like you said, he's he's become known as the consolation king, poor bugger. He, he's just been the bridesmaid on so many occasions. Do you think um obviously that win would have just helped give him a little bit of confidence going into last week because he just looked like that dog that you know we've all come to know that. You know, a dog that gets to the front and then just rolls along.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, he had to work pretty hard last week to catch up to Yuko Girl because she's a very quick dog, those first two, three sections. And it's when they go that quick up front, it's pretty hard to reel in. But he was there, he stuck on, he, he'd done his job, and then, yeah, he got the reward at the end of it. So he's getting fitter and fitter and stronger and stronger. So we can only hope that he's strong enough this week.
1: yep. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people, too, think that, you know, oh, he's, um, he's a bit of a uh, – se- well, he's sort of a seasoned campaigner now, but, you know, he's still only just over three years old. So he's not – um, you know, people sort of say they hit that peak between two-and-a-half and, and three-and-a-half. So, you know, his best days probably are still ahead of him anyway.
0: I reckon they are. Like, I, I believe that, too, two-and-a-half to three-year-old. But from what I'm seeing now, just over three years old, he's still running 29.5, went Wentworth Parked and he's going pretty well.
1: Yep, and what would it mean to yourself to win a Group 1? Obviously, you know, you're you're with uh, Team Helen and now and, you know, you've been doing a lot of travel and and, and that sort of thing, but, you know, I know he's one of your favourites and, you know, what would it mean to you if he was able to to knock over a Group 1? Yeah,
0: it would mean, uh, like, a lot to me just to win it for your best mate Camo and their family as well. Like, they are the best family you could ever be involved in in Greyhound Racing, so just to get a Group 1 win with them, geez, I couldn't imagine the party on Sunday.
1: <laughs> I couldn't either. Let's just to say, uh, in the words of Victor Adley, beers, beers and more beers would probably be on the card, I'd say.
0: Beers, beers and beers.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, how did how were, um, you know, Camo Martin and uh, Fiona after Saturday, what, uh, what did they say to you? Were they just as ecstatic as you were?
0: Um, well, yeah, it's more of a relief, I think, just to get him there because he's been in a lot of group races and, a lot of consolations, as we say, but yep. just to get him into that Group 1 is a is like a relief in its own, self-achievement sort of thing, but if he can win it, then, yeah, that's – it'll be nuts.
1: Yep, yep. And what's um, – like, working for the Hellenans, and, you know, obviously you've been involved with them for a little bit now, like, obviously, you know, without giving too much away, what have they sort of taught you about – because, obviously, you know, we know what – um, you know, what they've produced in terms of breeding and rearing and, you know, everything's just to perfection down there. What have they taught you about getting the best out of the dogs?
0: Um, they've taught me a lot, actually. Like, it's it's pretty – it's a, it's an eye-opener going down there and having a look at what they do and how they run things. But, like, just self-love, like, love the dogs. That's the main thing. Yeah. They, you love the dogs and that's – you're halfway there.
1: Yep. Yep. What does a typical day involve for you?
0: So on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday, that they're the busy days. Like Mondays, like feed up, slip, teach to leads. Like we've got three teach to lead yards. So we walk eight, nine dogs on the leads, trying to get them to <laughs> learn them before they go away.
1: Oh, which it's is pretty.
0: Al- always pretty fun. <laughs> um, slip, if I didn't mention that. Yeah, like they're the busy days. Um, And the Tuesday, Thursday, you just generally go around, do maintenance on the farm, and, yeah. Yep. It's pretty crewy the Tuesday, Thursdays, but those other three days, they're pretty full on.
1: Yep. How many sort of dogs have you got going through the the property at once? Like, how many would you have there now? I'd say
0: 350 plus.
1: Wow. Yep. So it's a big operation.
0: Yeah, very big. Yeah,
1: wow. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's it's crazy to see. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say the the professionalism would just be second to none, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's good. Like and what your Marty you do what he does every day, it's yeah. Well, he's always on the phone, I suppose. Like <laughs> between him and the phone and trying to work, the phone out outweighs the work part but yeah what he does do and how he does it it's
1: Pretty, pretty good. Yep. Yeah. And um, I suppose he, um, you know, you'd uh, you'd be not surprised at all by his induction into the, the Hall of Fame, I think it was a few months ago now. I mean, I said to him when I texted him, he goes, look, I was just in a, a massive shock, I couldn't believe it. But when you look at what he's done, you know, for the industry, and it's all sort of been off his own bat. Like, he's bred his own, distributed his own, you know, reared his own. Like, it, it's not like he's just, you know, gone out and got this dog and that dog. He's just done it all himself in his own backyard.
0: Yeah, there's no, there's no shock there whatsoever. Like, Marty's provided the best dogs for a long time in greyhound racing all over the country, so just to see him get into the Hall of Fame, and I didn't even work with him for that long, It was just, it was pretty, yeah, astonishing to see because he's such a nice person and he deserves it.
1: Yep. And talking about uh, as well zipping Garth, um, you know, obviously he's got the opportunity being the sire of Maserati to get his first Group 1 winner. So I suppose there's sort of like a. Um, you know, two reasons to sort of um, that you guys want to get that Group One victory, but um, you know, obviously, with a, a plethora of good stud dogs out there at the moment, you guys still must be pleased with how um, Garth's numbers are, and in particular, if he can get this Group One win with Maserati.
0: Yeah, Garth's been going okay. At start. He just hasn't been getting a lot of dogs at the minute, or bitches, I should say. But his statistics—they speak for themselves. Like he's—he's he's up there with one of the best dogs. You can offer, yeah. Like his statistics are through the roof at the moment. So, and just for Maserati to win on Saturday night would really top it off. And hopefully, we can get a few more bitches coming to him.
1: Yep. Have you guys got any um any sort of promising zipping Garth pups that you've got on the property at the moment coming through that you're looking forward to seeing?
0: um We got a litter of gas at the moment. They're by Zipping Paris, and they're going to go to Melbourne on Wednesday. So.
1: Oh, nice. Yep.
0: Fingers, fingers crossed.
1: For all the winners that he is getting, he's still only 2,200, and uh, people can contact Kemo to get straws. Is that right?
0: Yeah, Kemo Hallinan's the stud master. Straws yep. for Garth, not Kemo, so...
1: <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. Hey, yep. Kemo would want more than 2,200 for himself, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, he would want a lot more than 2,200, young Kemo.
1: Oh, uh, look, for all the, you know, for the larrikin that he is, I mean... It, he puts in a phenomenal amount of effort. Like some of the, you know, snaps and that that I see of him, he's just working all the time, isn't he? Does he ever stop?
0: Because he just, even after work, he just goes home and goes home. mows his lawn, does this, does that. He's never stopping. But Camo, yeah, they both work pretty hard. Like <laughs> the without them two boys, Damo and Camo, the property stops.
1: Yep. Yeah, and um, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, you know, Zipping Mitzi is probably, I think, the most spoiled greyhound I've ever seen. Like, you think about all the good dogs, Zipping dogs, that have gone through that property. She's just Camo's love of his life. Why does he have such an affinity for her? What is it about her that makes her so special to him?
0: Not sure. Like you like you say, like Zipping lad, Mantra lad, any dog that could have come back to that property and had the time of their lives and you pick zipping mitzi i don't know what's the fascination with her but (laughs) she she, yeah she wakes up in the morning just to be with him and he wakes up in the morning just to be with her so
1: (laughs) for anyone that doesn't know um i've seen uh her on the bed on the lounge cook steaks um he cooks the barbecue just for her he'll get takeaway just for her like it's special that relationship
0: He'll spend $60 at McDonald's, 20 on himself and 40 for her. <laughs> just so she can eat, just oh. so she can eat 20 it- chicken nuggets or something.
1: <laughs> oh, see, and, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, this is how greyhounds get looked after, like, you know... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Gee, it's crazy.
1: She is just so spoiled. It's it's so cute to see though. Um, I did want to quickly touch with you on the breeding side because obviously, um, you know, I've seen camo uh, breeding pre- plenty of litters there. Do you get involved in that side of it?
0: Not really. I just run them down to Collister and pick them up whenever I need to. <laughs> so you're I'm
1: not you're chauffeur. not like your mum at all.
0: No, I'm just a chauffeur. Just go and drive them down and pick them up.
1: Yep, yep. Actually, just quickly touch it on your mum before we finish. I mean. You know, like, recently she was obviously, um, you know, given the care of Miss Esme to, to whelp that litter. But I've never seen, I don't think, I think that night at Dubbo after Zipping Curios won and your mum was just so emotional. I don't think I've ever seen anyone so emotional after a race. And it's not even her dog. Well, wait till
0: Maserati, if he wins on a Saturday night, <laughs> then you'll see some questions.
1: <laughs> Is she going on Saturday? No, she's
0: not. She's going, uh, I don't know if she's on a Dubbo or not, but... She was very emotional that night just because they are such a great family and she loves to see him win, so
1: Yep, yep. No, your <laughs> mum uh no, she's uh, she's pretty special. She um and she <laughs> loves her puppies too. She loves whelping.
0: I think she loves whelping more than training, to be honest. <laughs>
1: oh god i mean you know obviously having you know having your mum so heavily involved as well you know was really there any other path for you other than going to be involved in greyhounds i mean how did you come to be involved with the helenins in the first place
0: no no there was never any chance of me doing something else i tried to do truck driving and all that but yep it always used to go back to the greyhounds and then oh me and camo been good mates for a while but then i was going out there in between jobs and I grew to really like it, so I never really left it.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. And, you know, eventually do you want to go out on your own and, and have a crack at training yourself?
0: Yeah, uh, Yes and know. Like, we've got dogs get put into my name out there. Like, Lennox is in my name at the moment. I mean, I've had a couple of other dogs in my name recently, but it's just I'd rather watch sort of thing. Yep. Like, I'd still love to go to the races and handle them and all that, but... At the same time, it's a lot to do considering you've got 350-plus dogs on the property between five people, you know?
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, I th- I think that's what people don't realise. There's there's not many of you there looking after that many dogs. I think people, like people have said to me, oh, geez, you know, um, the Helenans must have a massive staff. And I said, I don't think they do. I said, I think it's only the family.
0: Yeah, it's only the family and only it, I think it's only me and um they call him thermo just works there and we're not involved in the family so yep and other than that it's marty fiona damien and jamie so
1: yep yep
0: a couple of other people come in every now and again to give a hand every monday and wednesday but yeah other than that it's just basically the five of us
1: yep any um any promising break-ins or that coming through that you're a bit excited about
0: we just dropped the litter off to Minnie actually the other week. Oh, so
1: nice.
0: I'll be keeping a very close eye on them. I think a couple of them go okay.
1: Yeah, nice. What's the breeding of them? We can all put them in our black books.
0: Um, Feral Frankie, actually. They're mad as cut snakes. And
1: <laughs> no, Ru- no, no, hey, no. Uh, sorry, I said, what are the dogs like, not Jack?
0: Oh, oh <laughs> not Jack. <laughs> oh, no. They're timid then. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they're not timid.
1: They're very,
0: they're very beautiful dogs, and Feral Frankie, he's, doing, he's going well at the actually, at the moment. He is. Feral he's flying, isn't
1: he? Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: No, so, he's going uh, super.
0: If these can go pretty good around the traps, then we'll be very, very happy.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. Other than, you know, obviously, you know, yourself and Kemo, and I presume, and Marty, would just be you know divulging into the test mating side of things just something something shocking I can only imagine but you know obviously I know you got um you got Garth at stud and you you know want to keep promoting him but sort of is there any other size out there that you're sort of pretty keen on um on using on some of the bitches because obviously you know we know that the Hallinans have high quality bitches and you know they want to give them the best chance of producing but yeah is there any sort of size that you guys have got your eyes on um using
0: no not really like I think you just go through your phases. Marty buys bulk straws all at once. So I think we've used Acerup oh, right. six or seven times.
1: Yeah, right. Yep.
0: Um, We've used Zach Minnelli a couple of times late last year. and Yep. Yeah, like really whatever you can sort of get your hands on, you'll have a go at. But yeah, there's no really way of procedure of doing it. He just does it i
1: suppose yep that's something like i've said to a few people i said look you only got to look at you know the the blueprint of the halonins breeding um you know and i said sort of you know try and follow what they do because i i I really like that marty's not scared to try new size like as soon as a sire hits the market you know he won't hesitate to buy one of their straws and you know put to his good bitches so that's something i've always um thought was really good of him to do
0: no, he, he doesn't hesitate at anything that he does, Marty. He just He's full steam ahead, so yep. pretty good the way that he does it. Um, yeah, if he, if he can get his hands on any stud dog, really, he um, goes for it. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Mar. proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au. Mm-hmm.